When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. listening to the cricket podcast i think it was a disgraceful performance and i think it should never be permitted to happen again that is very good hello everyone and welcome to the cricket podcast where we will be talking about the final day of the second test between england and the west indies which once again sadly ended in a draw Arguably a more interesting draw than the last one by uh, a difference of one wicket, but um, so <laughs> so it was. Uh, Ross and I will be whizzing through that um, in, uh, in in as much detail as we can muster for all the action that there was. Um, Jack's poorly today, so he won't be joining us. But Ross is here. Ross, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm okay actually. Um, I'm really glad this test match is over. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I suppose if you don't have anything nice to say, um, then don't say anything at all, right? Taught taught well by your, brought up well by your parents. Uh, before we get into the uh, the actual cricket, do you want to quickly run through the messages as they are? Yes, we are sponsored by Serious Cricket. Go to seriouscricket.co.uk. Use code TCP twenty two for ten percent off all equipment. Um, and get yourself sorted for the new season in England. Uh, we are on Twitter and Instagram at the Cricket Pod. Follow us on there. And on Patreon, you'll get Discord access, you'll get IPL data, uh, you'll get special episodes, and a whole bunch of other bits um, for what five bucks um, a, a month. So uh, go and sign up to there, and you'll get even more of the Cricket Podcast. Wonderful. Okay, well let's um, <clears throat> let's get into the action then. And day five started with. Uh, well, England facing uh, an uphill struggle, really, to, to eke a win out of the game. The time was against them. It was a, the order of the day was go out, hit some quick runs and, and see what you can do. And they did the first bit. They <laughs> came out and hit some quick runs. There were some lusty blows from the likes of Stokes and Bairstow, uh, setting up uh, some outside hope, even in between the odd shower that there was. Uh, slightly curious that after uh, Bairstow did the part and, La- and Lawrence as well, after refusing a few sing- uh, singles, <laughs> which was an interesting move, um, folks and works can well, seem content to tap the ball around for about 20 minutes before England eventually declared after uh, an early lunch was called due to the rain. So I'm sure we'll uh, have a bit to talk about with that. And as it came to the uh, the West Indies innings, there was a brief flash of hope, wasn't there, with three wickets falling fairly early. But once again, that man, uh, Craig Brathwaite, was uh, immovable and brought England to their knees. Fortunately for England, that was quite helpful because uh, Johnny Bairstow actually pouched a slip catch on his knees in uh, something that I particularly enjoyed. But uh, from there on in, there was little more to cheer for England and it was uh, safely seen out by Brathwaite and Josh De Silva. So um, one more, yeah, one more draw, still nil-nil in the uh, series so far with one game to play. Uh, nil-nil in the FA Cup quarterfinal with 10 minutes to go, perhaps. Um, where do you want to start, Ross? What, uh, what, what, what caught your eye today? 
Well, Max, um, the big question that is on everyone's lips, um, especially if your name is Carlos, um, was it disrespectful that England tried to bowl West Indies out today? <laughs> uh, I was I, I was looking forward to uh, to seeing England once again go down to the wire after the uh, consternation of the first. I wasn't around for that discussion, um, mm. so I don't know actually what you and uh, what you and Jack came to as in terms of conclusion. But um, from my point of view, because um, what well, he said, England wouldn't do it if they were against New Zealand or India or Australia, and I'm thinking. Australia would always do that, wouldn't they? They'd be mm-hmm. bowling every single possible ball. Like, because it's at the end of the day, it's elite international sport. And there might be a one in a million chance if you're taking the last four wickets in four balls, but it could happen. So why not? I did find it interesting today when there was what an overleft, Joe Root was bowling it in his ridiculous hair and hairband. Yeah. Like it is it's offensive, like his, <laughs> his look at the moment. Now his England captain, it is just an offensive look. Um and once he bowled the uh, the second ball of the over. He carried on. Like, why did he finish? Like that, that was the <laughs> bit where I was just like, look, you're not gonna bowl two more overs, you're not gonna take magical wickets and they'll just walk off the pitch. Like <laughs> it's absolutely fine. Um was pretty interesting, but Overall, Max, the pitch was docile. There was four centuries um, from Root, Stokes, Brathwaite and Blackwood. Um, every bowler toiled. Um, but the big winner of this test match is Craig Brathwaite. He earned every penny or, well, actually, the West Indies cricket board probably is the big winner. Like Craig Brathwaite earned every single penny of his match fee. Um, he fielded for, what, 190 overs? Um, and then batted for 670 odd balls. Um, that is, yeah, well, one, an unbelievable level of fitness, two, the aptitude uh, to do that is is incredible, and then three, actually, the determination to kind of that is the captain of this side and leading that is that is a monumental thing to do, right? The, the, the West Indies have not lost here purely on the efforts of one man, and that is Craig Brathwaite. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, you you said the, the number is what six hundred and seven over one hundred and ten overs of cricket that he faced on his own. That's insane. It was like two full days at the crease uh, on top of all the fielding that he uh, had to do. So I mean, that's a that's a monumental effort. Um, he will be. He'll, he'll sleep well tonight, will he? He'll sleep <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, pretty pretty knackered. Uh, and yeah, well what, well, what could you say apart from? I mean, I suppose the other thing about it was he was um, so solid as well. You know, it wasn't there. There were I don't recall too many um, you know hairy moments for him in either of those ridiculously long um, innings. There was a, a very small, uh, I think, glove towards the end of Jack Leach, mm. which could have gone, could have been pouched by a close fielder. But aside from that, it was. Um, it was pretty impressive. It, was, it made Baba Azam look like uh, look like a chump. Can you imagine someone goes, oh, it was a pretty flaky seven, uh, 670 <laughs> innings. Like, that would be ridiculous. Like, Well, yeah, I suppose. But, but, but you know, people back for, yeah, you know, people score hundreds and they get dropped three times, don't they? You only need that, to yeah, have a look is, at Marnus and shame for that. But, I mean, I suppose that's the point, isn't it? Like, it was, it was a largely um, chanceless... 670 ball vigil over the course of five yeah. days. And, and I think that bit that we're kind of talking about there, like paying that respect to Craig Brathwaite is where I think some of um, some followers of cricket let themselves down a little bit. 
I, I think the, the difference in reporting is actually quite amusing when it comes to mm. looking at what England did. So Joe Root and Ben Stokes said, um, Stokes' century was really entertaining, right? Yeah. Um, but the, the, the England boys hitting those runs was met with, whoa, look at these dudes. They're amazing at cricket. Um, and yeah, decent to watch. But when the West Indies were doing what they had to do, right? If a team hits 500 odd plus, they are on the back foot. There's, there's a very small yeah, chance they're going to win the game. They, win that game yeah, you, they, they have to make sure that they are going, you know what, if we can't win this, we're definitely going to make sure we can't lose this. Um, and that is what they did, right? And the, the West mm. Indies batters did exactly that, especially, obviously, Craig Brathwaite. Um, but then some of the people, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's in the media, whatever, are kind of saying, well, how dull. This is ruining Test cricket. Cry, 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 cry. Um and I just don't really understand that narrative. Well, it's 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 a bit Anglo Anglo-centric, isn't it? At times, that is a bit of an issue because yeah, you know, that's the other thing. You, you look at on the one hand, you're like, oh, what a performance by Joe Root, etc. Uh, Johnny Bairstow first time around, hmm. and then you, you flick it round to when the West Indies are playing, and he scores 160 off. 450 balls it's like well England are just toothless aren't they they just don't have the tools and it's like come on <laughs> yeah it's been and also, Craig Brathwick bats like that that's how he bats like he's not changed anything in terms of his approach this is this is him like the 50 mm. he scored what was what was really nice stat was the um the uh the 50 he scored in the first test was his quickest ever 50 in test match cricket and the 50 he scored in the second test was his slowest <laughs> that was that was a lovely juxtaposition but i mean it's just um it's it's just he just batted really well and mm. england are a bit toothless with the ball we know that but you know west indies a bowling lineup isn't exactly uh the top of its game at, at the moment either with missing shannon gabriel and uh so I think so we can is, say it was a win for the batters and a win for the well, a, a loss for the pitch. So, so that that um, gum diseased ridden question you do or statement you've just made there about being toothless. Mm. Um, this is a bit the, the the naysaying on the seamers on on both sides. Let's be fair; it's not just the England seamers who have been toothless. It's been both sides. Um, is it completely justified? Because this was this was. Like a batter's pitch, right? If it was a bat, if a batsman was just like, Do you know what, if I'm going to have a pitch that is going to really trouble me, I'm likely to get a century. You're going to play on this and be like, yeah, this this was great. Um, is the negativity towards Chris Wokes actually deserved? Yes, his um, bowling average is what fifty away from home or whatever it might be, but did this did these conditions actually suit any? Seema really in this situation like, <laughs> and, and would there have been any difference if um Broderson were actually playing I, I'm I'm not sure I, I'm not I sure there would it. have been I doubt it I think I, I I guess Anderson and Broad uh I think I touched on this the other day with um someone one of us one of the other people I did the, with the podcast with <laughs> and think that you know maybe you're maybe they'd have you know kept things tight and they might have got an extra wicket or two just from um, bowling that consistent line as they do, but no, I mean, it there is there's only so much you can do uh, as a bowler, isn't there? And I think Chris Wokes is the problem, the problem he's got, I suppose, is his reputation of 
uh, overseas and not being particularly good overseas, and and that's uh, sort of doesn't you, help. You kind of get double downed on, don't yeah, you? Really, exactly. But yeah, I mean, it's it wasn't a good pitch for anyone to take wickets on, was it? Again, so I don't think we can blame Chris Wokes in particular. I would like to see what would have happened if uh, you'd had Mitchell Stark and Pat Cummins and Josh Hazelwood and Shaheen Afridi and Jasper Brumrah and <laughs> Mohammed Shami all bowling on this pitch, and to see whether there'd be much difference. And I, I, I highly doubt it, to be honest. Um, yeah, when to, when Alzari Joseph is facing what seventy odd deliveries, you know yeah. this is this well, exactly. Is I mean, this is it, this is an England side who hadn't scored over three hundred in how thirteen attempts or whatever. Thir- thirteen years, I think. Yeah, um, <laughs> and they've and they've gone and hit five hundred and seven, and um and what was it? Uh, you know, three hundred odd in the first test, and then, yeah, mm. five hundred and seven in this one. It's like, yeah. Sometimes you're on a hiding to nothing, aren't you? So uh, let's let's um, spare them. Spare them a bit of a uh, bit of negativity and just uh, yeah, give them give them a give them a chance. So, so overall, Max um, Leach was playing obviously as the senior spinner. Dan Lawrence came in and did all right, really. Like Dan Lawrence bowling is actually pretty decent. Like, I right. see... He gets a lovely seam position, doesn't he, on his off spin? I, I, I want to see more Dan Lawrence. Is what I want to see. Um, I think uh, it was Jared Kimbu. Um, got a quote from him saying that, well, I realised that when I come into bowl, I look off. I don't look like a spin bowler. I look a bit odd, but I love bowling. And that is, well, how many people in village cricket or like amateur cricket are like that? Like where there is a bit where that it doesn't look technically correct, hmm. but actually it's okay. Um, and I'm, I, I really enjoy the fact that that is on what the international stage well you've got um, the other you've got the flip side to that haven't you like when it's such a windmilly action you never know when the release point actually is so mm. it's even harder to face like when you've got those people who do the sort of like jump and, and release the ball too early in their delivery stride and for, <laughs> and then you spoon one up to cover because you're 15 years early on the shot it's 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 a bit like that i, th- I think the run-up is actually an underutilized thing from a bowler like actually in terms of distraction I right. think I think the more elaborate, the better. Like I remember we were playing junior cricket and there was a guy who was playing and this guy was like quite overweight um, and he was coming <laughs> in to bowl and genuinely his man boobs were up, down, up, down. And it was always like, oh, like you've got this guy <laughs> coming in, steaming at you. And literally there's so much like um, kind of going on. There's so much like movement. You you're watch, to watch the ball out the hand. Yeah, yeah, you're kind. You're kind of watching this like massive, like white carrier bag full of custard come in <laughs> and bowl against you, and that's quite disconcerting. Yeah, um, I can imagine I, it would be. Yeah, and you're kind of just like, what? What? Am I trying? I've got to look at the ball, but there's so much going on here. I want to be. I want to also look at this, and um, I'm kind of wondering, could well, like, when we're in that situation, like I don't know, Mark Wood wears a funny hat. Um, there's face paint on some, like something that kind of just mixes it up for people. Um, mm. And Dan Lawrence actually got drift, got turn, got bounce. As a spin bowler, if you're getting those three things, you're, you're going to be relatively dangerous. Might not be very consistent, but as a part-time option, really, really useful. Um, and I think we saw today, again, again with the bat, his kind of intent, his ability to hit, um, as well as his temperament to actually play as a number four in test match cricket because Joe Root's moved up to three is is fantastic um and it just shows you or shows I think a lot of the England fans um that it was a, there was a missed opportunity maybe not a, we're not going to win the ashes because he played in those games 
but you showed that him not playing in the Ashes was a bit of a mistake in terms of selection, I think. Um, maybe, yeah. I I, I think uh, England's entire selection for the Ashes was a mistake, wasn't it? So uh, it's very easy after the facts, though. Um, who knows what Dan, how Dan Lawrence would have done in, in that series because everyone struggled, didn't they? But it is nice to see him in there and doing well because mm-hmm. um, uh, he's, yeah, he's, he's, I always felt like he's shown a bit of promise in the opportunities he's had, but never really cemented it as he, you know, not yeah. got that hundred that he probably should. Um, but he fits well in uh hashtag in the reset order. yeah 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 but um the, the other you know the other side of it is whether he can dig in as well because mm. uh, obviously we've got when you're looking at crawley root bestow stokes there's uh there's also the flip side that if things aren't you know if you haven't got a great platform to set from you might have to dig in so yeah i'm 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 a Dan Lawrence buyer. At this point yeah. in time, I'm a Dan Lawrence buyer. Right. Um, well, uh, Taffy G is just uh, <laughs> Taffy G's just asked uh, when will you do the IPL team reviews, um, folks? Um, we've done Group A. They're being released um, day by day. Um, we started today. I think we did Rajasthan Royals and Mumbai Indians today. There'll be two more tomorrow, Max, and then we are so, and then yeah. we're recording tomorrow night the Group B IPL teams. Yes. So you can get all of that. And we are the best podcast for covering the IPL. There's, I generally, I say that with no misconception. If you if you know a better cricket podcast covering the IPL, I want to fucking know because... Based in the UK? No, anywhere. Okay, anywhere, anywhere right. in the world. Last, last year, Max, right. we had more followers on the than on espn so you know we're, we're the best um, right. anyway back, back to uh back after to the England. after the naval gazing interlude back to the yeah market. um next so i don't think there's too many things that we can really cover right the the batting from england in the second innings was expected yeah um the the wickets that were got were mostly pointless really because mm. they're all people trying to smash out um Bearstow taking that catch at the most silly second slip you've ever seen. Just brilliant. Just I, brilliant. honestly one of the favourites, my one of those favourite things I've ever seen on on a cricket pitch. It was so good. It was so good. I, they, they had two at one point, two slips on their knees. I I don't think I've don't think I've seen it before. Have you, do you remember seeing? No, I've, uh, I've seen I've seen Trescothic kind of on his knees at Somerset, kind of yeah. in, in that position. Yeah, yeah. Um, not on the England stage. I, I don't think I've ever seen, like, especially like international cricket, um, two people on their knees. Um, and uh, you can see after, what, five days of cricket, I'm surprised you don't see that more often. <laughs> like, like like maybe at cover. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'll be suggesting we um, we bring this one out uh, after 35 overs on a Saturday. To be yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Oh, my, my back my back's slightly hurting. Is no, it okay? Right. Get, get the helmet on and we'll get you in at Silly yeah, Stone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do, do, you're at a square leg. That's fine. Just put the lid on, and we'll just we'll just lower you down. That's absolutely okay. If I'm the batsman in that position, I'm I'm tempted to unfurl an almighty reverse sweep. Yeah, but I mean, if if I saw you do a reverse sweep, I'd be very surprised. Well, I'll tell you what, I'll bring one out in the nets, Ross. Next time, next yeah. time you bowl at me in the nets, I'll get one out. I actually okay. I back myself on the reverse sweep. All right, fine. I well, I look I look, I look forward to that. Yeah. Um, I think some credit needs to be given to the West Indies. They had a game plan. The game plan was very similar to their last last game, right? Of grind. Mm, I think if there if, if if was to be like a um, uh, maybe like a consultant in their ranks or some kind of like TED talk, 
there you, you're going to have a guy walks in there's dramatic music playing and you he just walks up to the whiteboard and literally writes the word grind mm. in big letters um that was their purpose that was their game plan um their captain who oh, i'm guessing is one of the architects of said game plan um they nailed it they absolutely nailed it they they took they took the win off the table and as much as england took five wickets they for not too many runs um it was after what day three well this it was well maybe even late on day two like this was this was a, a given that this game was going to end up in this position yeah well they had to didn't they They had no other option when the footing, uh, england had scored 507 in the first innings it'd be nice to see um uh west indies win the toss and bat first and see how things go from um from a sort of a game plan point of view uh, if they have to sort of yeah set the tone of the of the game because obviously the first two has been a case of England putting a reasonable number of runs up on the board 400 500 so I would yeah I'd like to see see how that how that pans out if mm. we uh, particularly if we get a similar similarly disappointing pitch obviously if we get something that's got actual uh, juice in it for the bowlers uh, it doesn't really matter. Well, it would just be nice to see some actual cricket. But uh, in terms of how, yeah, the games have gone so far, that has has to have been the plan for them. And one hundred percent, they, yeah, they they pulled that out of the bag quite nicely. So, so speaking of the the next game, Max is in Granada, um, which is now what? It's, it's either going to be a nil nil draw for the whole series, three matches, and you're kind of a bit like, oh yeah, these two teams were bottom of the World Test Championship, but they've proven that they're both pretty terrible. Um, or it's like a penalty shootout, kind of like sudden death. Like there's like you're you're kind of on eggshells. What's going to mm. happen? What was uh, the what was the it was the Euro was it Euro two thousand and uh, oh, I don't know when it was. It was uh, sort of in the in the twenty tens. It was Switzerland Ukraine. Was it? It was like one of the worst penalty shootouts in the history of football, which went on forever. Feels like, it feels a bit like that. Yeah, I think that's fair. I, th- I thought you were about to go to 2004 and talk about Greece's amazing triumph after pretty much scoring about nil. four. Yeah, scoring yeah. four goals in the whole tournament um, and then still winning it. But um, what, what, what do you think we're going to see uh, batting wise? I don't see England making any changes. Um, bowling no. wise, um, I think Tim has highlighted in the chat. Um, that he'd like to see Parkinson play. Um, there is a big question mark, right, over w- w- why take him on all of these tours yeah. if you're not even going to have a bit of a look? And... There, was a, there was a very disappointing shot of him towards the end of the game where he was just like lounging on the advertising boards with his cap over his head like he was having a nap at the end of the day. And it was just like, yeah, poor poor bloke. Why is he here? I, would, I, I know you'd like to see Parkinson. I'd like to see Parkinson. I think we'd all like to see Parkinson in the uh, side. I think Tim suggested that maybe we would uh, bring Parkinson in for Chris Wokes. I'm not sure if that's the necessarily the right approach. It very much depends on what pitch we get, doesn't it? I can't see I th- I think there Fisher being goes. a two. I, th- I, th- I think out of, the, out of the seamers, Fisher is last on the list, right? I don't think you think like Chris Wokes was, is the spearhead of the team. Mm. Um, he's also your number eight, um, which England really value as having that number eight. You, do you know yeah. what? So we can probably runs, get yeah, we can get twenty to thirty extra runs in that position. Um, and I don't think the Red Bull reset is going to change that mindset. I think having a bowler who can bat rather than having three or four genuine number elevens or tens is is a, is a preferred strategy. Um, so I, I anticipate Fisher dropping out if anyone was for mm. 
Parkinson. If uh, if they get to Grenada and it looks like the pitch might be a bit um, juicy for the Seamers, if there's a bit of grass going around, would you would you consider going uh, Parkinson over Leach at all, or um, I, 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 or do you I think England would more? It's more to the point. It's it's, it's a really interesting one with Leach because. Um, as I think we said, we were talking about on the podcast yesterday or the, or the day before, it was around like, Leach is relatively one dimensional. Mm. Like, his wicket taking delivery is the ball pitching, turning away, and trying to kind of get wickets that way. And it's he doesn't have the arm ball. He doesn't have the one that goes the other way, and um, and that's fine. Like he's a, like he's still a good left arm bowler. Um, I think Parkinson one is completely un tested at this level to relatively inexperienced right if, if you think around like he's quite young um in terms of bowling leg spin that is something you get better at over over time and it's something that you you need to be able to um kind of have confidence in yourself yeah. um i think we've seen with other spin bowlers um not not just under joe root's captaincy but under kind of england captaincy in general um we've not really known how um, to use spin bowlers, especially and, and treat young spin bowlers well. Um, you don't want to have another Simon Kerrigan. You don't <laughs> want to have a like Mason Crane, right? You, you don't want to have that bit where you have someone who has got the skill, has got some talent, um, but then is so badly used in a test match that actually public opinion got falters, which which shouldn't make any fucking well, difference. Really, gets shot to pieces. Yeah, or or the or, yeah the other side, which is that player kind of goes. Do you know what? I'm not good enough mm. to play at this level. That's a that's a massive, massive, um, massive thing. Um, so it'd be interesting. I, I would, regardless. Of, like, I know it sounds ridiculous, but regardless of what pitch they put, I can't see them putting out a green top. I, I think that we've seen ten days worth of Test cricket. It's all been pretty docile. Like no, no one's expecting anything different. Um, and if we were to go on the, do you know what, the, the Caribbean needs the extra money um, from the touring parties, like the, 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 that kind of narrative, regardless if you back it or not, um, I can't imagine the groundsman's going, ah, we need a result here and we're probably going to get a result inside three days. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't, we don't want that, but it's, it's not good for... It's not good for test cricket in test cricket in the West Indies or test cricket in general, is it? If we end up with a three match series that ends nil nil, I mean that's that's bad. Yes, it's, but again, what what do you expect, right? The the this is a consequence of how test cricket is set up to favour the big big three. Well, it's one of those things, right? The, in terms of the impact on um, finances being. Um, kind of diversified and shared amongst uh, member nations etc um, the impact of covid on what so many countries like, like the economies have suffered like tremendously um, and actually the level of support that they can get in terms of whether it's kind of quantitative easing fiscal policy whatever if we want to go into economics on kind of a sunday night no, you're right. um, but there, there are those pieces where how what is the alternative Right. Uh, and actually, you, you definitely want people to be able to go and or the grounds to make money. England yeah. do it. Uh, pe- people are talking about, oh, they're just doing it to kind of juice the, the revenue and the, the, the bottom line. Well, I think that's I, I don't think that's a very fair thing. Like they, they're kind of sitting there almost like an ivory tower 
saying we don't do it. England do it all the time. Um, like if you Max, you're a Surrey fan, as we well know. The Oval, right? How I would like to see the stats on how many test matches at the Oval have gone to the fifth day. Eighty percent, probably. Yeah, probably quite a lot. Yeah, um, but there's. I mean, it's fine if they take creative pitch, put out a pitch that goes to the fifth day. If there's a chance of there being a result, that's the difference. Hmm. I obviously, it's. I. I'm. I am not a groundsman, so I don't know how to do it, and I assume it's a very difficult job. But you can, you know, the the goal should be a game where there is a result, and there is a result on the fifth day, and then hmm. that that's not. We've not been close to that so far. And that's kind of the the issue, I guess. I mean, no one's no one's asking for them to put something out where, yeah, you know, everyone's forty for seven after uh, like twenty overs because the ball's just doing stupid things. It's just mm. you know, you just want something that either gives a bit more for the bowlers with the new ball, or you know, deteriorates a, a bit more towards the end. It's just there's uh, yeah, it's just just something something in between, really, uh, really at the moment. So, but you know, it's 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 um. It's just two games, so yeah, it, yeah. And there's that bit, right? When you're having a podcast and you're trying, to, especially on cricket, and you're trying to discern something, it is what it is. It's always out of all the podcasts we've done in the last ten days following this, it is what it is. Um, I think we should wrap up there, Max. Um, Rick and Butch, Raj, thank you for joining us uh, in the live chat. Appreciate the comments, uh, appreciate the love, um, and we will be back. Like we, we've got so much IPL content coming mm. up for you guys. Um, we are releasing individual shows on every single team over the coming days. If you're listening to this on Spotify um, on Monday, the 21st of March, uh, you will be able to listen to all of the Group A together. Um, we love covering the IPL, love covering England, but genuinely, the IPL is going to be far more interesting than this <laughs> oh, test, yeah, this match, rate, than this yeah. test <laughs> series has been, right? Um, and that, that's that's just life. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Um, have a nice evening and goodbye. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Sports Social Podcast Network.